0: Contingency agreements, yes or no. This is a very contentious topic, and in today's video, I'm gonna be covering the pros and cons of using no contingency versus using a contingency, and then I'm gonna share my thoughts and my personal recommendations. Now, before we get moving, a lot of people are resistant to the contingency agreement. And I wanna read you a message that I got from a gentleman named Chase, who I sat down with in Dallas, Texas back in May. We sat down on Thursday and Chase was of the uh, variety (laughs) that said, hey, I don't like using contingency agreements because they scare homeowners off. We build really strong relationships and I do a handshake deal. And then after we talked about my viewpoints, which spoiler alert, I believe they should be used nearly 100% of the time, and I'm gonna explain why. Even if you're really against it, I recommend that you watch this video all the way to the end, because I'm also gonna be touching on the big old question, are contingency agreements enforceable? So let's get started. So Chase, who was not using contingency agreements, ends up sending me this after we sat down and walked through how to present them the right way. Here's the message, including the stack of contingencies. We talked Thursday, this message came in on Monday. He says, I wanna personally thank you for taking some time out of your day and having coffee with me at Starbucks. Since this Monday, I've signed six contingency contracts with your advice. I couldn't thank you enough and I don't really have any words to show the gratitude I feel. I was on track to sell a couple million in my first year of roofing already and I believe this is only going to multiply that. Thank you again. Let me remind you, Chase is very talented. Chase was doing the no, the no contingency deal from Thursday to Monday. He signed six deals and he's in a monster neighborhood. This is just to showcase the power of the contingency agreement when used the right way. Now, If you're new here, welcome to the channel, and if you're not, welcome back. I'm really glad to have you here. My name is Adam Benzman, The Roof Strategist, and everything I do here on the channel and on the podcast is designed to help you smash your income goals and give every customer an amazing experience. And believe it or not, this is my opinion. You may agree, you may not, and if you don't, feel free to drop a comment. If you do, drop a comment. This is a place to have a rich discussion because the reality is, There's no one way or only way to do things in this business. On this channel, and in the podcast, I'm here to share my own experience and what I see working for the thousands of roofing sales professionals that I coach, that I teach, and that are using my all-in-one sales training, sales strategy, and sales system. Because inside there, I do teach how to present the contingency agreement, which is what I went through with Chase. So whether you agree or not, do watch this video, engage in the conversation. Please do so in a respectful way to support everyone learning and if you haven't done it yet click the subscribe button if you dig the video give it a thumbs up that tells me to do more content just like this so I want to get into this whole thing why people choose not to use contingencies versus people that choose to use contingencies I understand that oftentimes people say I don't use a contingency because I like to build my relationships off of trust I use handshake deals I don't use them because everybody else does. I don't use contingency agreements because they scare people away. Now, I wanna share one thing. Give yourself an honest look in the mirror. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean that. There's a member inside the Pitch Pro Movement, a couple of them, who don't use contingency agreements and they're very, very successful. And again, we talked about this on one of our last sessions. By the way, if you're interested in the Pitch Pro Movement, there's a link in the description. On the other side of the coin, what I often hear is folks who don't use a contingency agreement, including a gentleman I interviewed on my channel not long ago said, I don't use contingencies. And it's almost always followed up with, but I've had these cancellations and they always have that horror story of putting in all of this sweat equity in labor and time and effort to then have the door shut on their face to have that homeowner go with someone else. Now, I want to tell you a story of a time that I went down this road and why I did. I I went through this resistant customer, wouldn't sign anything. He says, hey, if you just get this approved, we'll work with you. And it was one of those classic situations where the adjuster called me up and said, hey, you know, I'm running uh, an hour or two late. I forget what it was. I show up. I'm sitting in front of this house the hour, the hour and a half. I think it was about two hours. I'm roasting my butt off in my truck in the summer and the adjuster shows up. I get the roof approved, I come down, I'm all excited to start going through things with the homeowner. He literally didn't even acknowledge me, walked towards his home, said, thank you, now give me your estimate, and then closed the door in my face. I did not win that deal because it was a race to the lowest number. Now, my guess is if you're not using a contingency agreement or or if you are not presenting it the right way, this has happened to you once, twice, or maybe more. So I want you to give you a hard look in the mirror and ask yourself, is this happening? And the truth is, Every person, with very rare exception, that is using no contingency agreement has this happen to them. Now, the only other time that I am for no contingency is the very rare circumstance where we have multiple decision makers. I'm talking HOAs, apartment complexes, or commercial properties. There are times that you need to put some skin in the game and you're, you're playing a bit of a gamble because you might have three of the five decision makers in your corner and they won't sign yet. But, you know, you're, you're going back and forth and you know that you need to develop that trust. Those are the very rare circumstances. And I know that, that, that job is teetering on the brink of make or break. And in fact, Corey, who was just on the channel and shared how he signed a $1.5 million apartment complex following the advice that I share in my commercial video playlist, by the way, which you can check out. And he didn't have that contingency on that project right away because he was of this camp and then followed it with, you know, but I also get, I have had these cancellations. It did pan out, but unfortunately, there's times that it doesn't. So now I want to move into why I believe that contingency agreements are, in my opinion, a must, or at the very least, any owners or managers that are watching, in my opinion, they, sh- they should be a must for the team. It takes a very well-practiced and seasoned salesperson to be able to get away without using them with consistently high results, but it is not something that's easy to teach to everybody. And by the way, I go through how to present this the right way which I'm going to be sharing with you some some, some bits on in my program, uh, the Complete Closing Strategy, which is available in that all-in-one sales training, uh, sales strategy, and sales system that I call the Roofing Sales Success Formula. And if you're not quite ready to make an investment, I do recommend checking out my playlist on using the contingency agreement as a closing tool. I hit the three main points on that, but let's talk philosophy. I am of the camp that, yes, a contingency agreement is something that you should use, and not everyone is going to agree with me. So I am absolutely all in. Now, why is that? When we Work with a homeowner. There's a tremendous amount of time, energy, and effort that goes into this. And ultimately, the homeowner has no obligation or need to use you because they see you as being desperate to earn their business. And I know what you're thinking oh, well, it differentiates me because the last guy did it. No, what will differentiate you is how the contingency is presented as a valuable thing to the homeowner. Most people present it as we need this to work with you. Me, 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 me. No one cares about you. You need to care about the customer and position the contingency agreement says hey I want to sign this because this is in my best interest you are going to bat for me I've got nothing to lose I'd be silly not to sign this and that's exactly the way that I teach for the contingency agreement to be used so I want you to see this with no contingency agreement ask yourself this right now if I get this roof approved does the homeowner have to use me no who holds all the power in this until you get that deposit this is you, this is the homeowner. The homeowner does. They don't see the value of the time, the energy, the effort of you putting in to get that claim approved. Your back-end office. We're not, we don't earn by the hour, we earn by the project, right? So, my mission with the contingency agreement is to actually switch this power dynamic where the homeowner needs us. Right now, without the contingency agreement, we need the homeowner. I don't want that. I want that homeowner to need me. Why? Because of my expertise. Because of the fact that we are going to be putting in a tremendous amount of time, resources, and energy from you running your truck, your own gas money, your company with anyone that they're involving in supplementing or estimating, whether it's office or outsourced, and the ability for you to make that homeowner whole. You provide a tremendous level of service and value, and without that contingency agreement, the power dynamic is reversed. The homeowner does not see the value in you, and yes, can they be canceled? Yes. Do you get bad people? Yes. I'm going to touch on that in a minute when we, when we move into the um, enforceability of a contingency agreement. My point is, with the contingency agreement signed, your likelihood of cancellation decreases. The power dynamic and the relationship dynamic starts off in your favor the customer views you as the expert. The customer needs you, and most importantly, it is a much higher way of securing your job because if you don't have that in place and the next guy knocks the door and says, hey, I know you said you're working with someone, but do you have anything signed? Well, no, well, here's what I can do to help you. And if they position it right using what I very openly teach, that rep could steal the job easily, and in my opinion, ethically, because there's no agreement that's been made. Owners, managers, my opinion, again, present the contingency, new reps will struggle by setting improper expectations, not out of ill will, just out of lack of experience and not really knowing what they say and how it lands on the homeowner. So my vote is in agree or disagree, drop a comment. Again, I want to lead to a rich discussion. As I said before, there's more than one way to do this. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you have wild success doing what you're doing, you'd be an idiot to listen to me and change it up. What I'm sharing with you is my direct experience in sales, training lots of teams and serving literally thousands of people. And I'm bringing this to you to help you decide what your best path is. So drop a comment, let me know. Are you going to be using the contingency or not? All right, now let's talk about enforceability real quick. Enforceability. The contingency agreement, so far as I understand, and disclaimer, I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. Do whatever you want. I'm sharing my opinion, okay? I can't give you legal advice because I'm not not an attorney. Uh, A contingency agreement technically isn't a contract until money changes hands. A contract doesn't exist until money changes hands. That's my understanding. The other thing is that people that use the contingency agreement to try to hold someone's toes to the fire, you're usually going to spend more money on legal fees than you will in collections. And that lesson learned is that you likely didn't present it the right way. And I know new sales reps, you think you did. Well, the message, the words you say and how it lands are very different. And again, reference if you haven't yet followed it or maybe you want to, um, you can grab my closing strategy in that all in one sales training, sales strategy, and sales system. covers everything from knock to close in a really fast nine and a half hours. And I've got packages available for individual reps or teams. There's a link in the description. And you can always message my team, text or call 303 222 7133. Alia or Sheena or me will, will help. Um, so, My point, likely based on how that's being presented and there's some tweaks that you can make. Now, my also opinion, unless it's a massive commercial job, wash your hands of it. Look, why, what can I learn from this? And as Brendan Burchard says, think of something happened for you, not to you. So this happened for you, what can you learn versus it happened to you, you got screwed, you're the victim. This way you'll help develop yourself as a professional, you're fine-tuning your skills, you'll level up, And you'll do it even better next time. And your efforts can be better allocated on winning the next deal versus trying to chase a collection that will probably cost you more in time, energy, and effort than it's worth. Now, in closing... My opinions, yes, on the contingency agreement. And you might be wondering, hey, how can I do this? To help, I want to offer you a free copy of my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library, and you can click into that right here. It's all my videos organized by category, including a bunch of the contingency agreement stuff. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And again, free copy, I'll send it to you right now. And if you want to jump straight into that playlist on the contingency agreement, here it is click in, take a peek. Links in the description for everything I mentioned in today's video. And if you have any questions, you can call text 303-222-7133 and I'll see you on the next one. Hey, don't go anywhere just quite yet. This episode has come to a close, but I do have just a couple things for you. First, I want to thank you for listening to the Roof Strategist podcast, and I'd love to ask you a favor. Can you help me out here give a review to the podcast wherever it is that you stream. This helps the podcast grow, get in more people's ears and help people smash their income goal and give every customer an amazing experience. So good, bad, otherwise, I do keep an eye on these.